Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, and I am joined here with my co-host, partner, fiancé, and the reason for my happiest season, Kara Zalaya. Aww, get cute. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it's only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's right. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies, so we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not-so-favorites for no other reason than to have a good time. So, let's get into it. Cara dear, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about the 2020 Christmas rom-com Happiest Season, starring Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. But, to be honest, none of them are quite the titular happiest in this movie. No, nobody's super happy in this at all. Eventually, they are. Eventually, there's some happiness, but alas, I'm super happy watching Aubrey Plaza in this movie. Yeah. Me too. We watched this movie together when it came out in 2020, and we both liked it for the most part. So maybe let's briefly touch base on what we thought going into the movie, how we watched it in the middle of our pandemic Christmas. This movie came out during the first winter of our podcast and the first Christmas of the pandemic. (laughs) The first of many. I guess so, yeah. I remember liking it a lot. I remember we watched it and we were like, oh, we'll probably do this for the pod one day. Yeah, there has already been requests from people being like, not doing this is homophobic. And And we're like, yeah, us known homophobes. I'm like, calm down. We have a schedule. (laughs) We pre-record everything. Regardless, we are excited to talk about it. Yeah, I remember liking it for the most part as well. We were in the midst of just coming off the heels of finishing Schitt's Creek. Mm -hmm. And... The election season for 2020. Not that I'm not in the middle of an election season again. (laughs) Cycles. Cycles. Every two years. So, yeah, we we really didn't think about it too much. We were just sort of like, this is new. It's got actors we like. Let's watch it. And we did. Yeah. And I remember everyone is really good in this movie. Like, everyone plays well in this movie. The characters are not my favorite in some of the time. Yeah. Mackenzie Mm -hmm. Davis's character specifically we'll get into. It's tough. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. There's and there's some nuance to it that we'll get into, I think, too. But I, I definitely had a different perspective in the middle of 2020 watching it than I do now. Yeah. Which I'll get into in my notes about my own feelings about being genuine among family. Mm. 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 <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and tell us what this movie was about? Absolutely. I would love to. So this movie is obviously a rom-com set at Christmas time, starring Kristen Stewart as Abby and Mackenzie Davis as Harper. Mm-hmm. They're a couple living together in Pittsburgh, and we learn that Abby doesn't like Christmas and Harper loves it. Classic. Classic. So Harper invites Abby home for Christmas. We learn, though, on the way to Harper's family's house, Harper hasn't come out to her family yet, and they think Abby is just her roommate coming for the holidays. I don't know if it's this is because I've seen this movie that I'm about to mention a lot, but immediately get out vibes when they are driving to her family's house. That's how I feel. But then again, I have my own trauma about (laughs) this type of shit. Dan's like, I don't agree. I don't think there's get out vibes at all. And I'm like, nah, that car ride into that suburban white neighborhood. (laughs) Shit's scary. No, no, that's fair. I I guess I get it. (laughs) So here's a quick rundown on Harper's situation. So Harper, as we mentioned, is kind of a complicated character and definitely has some internalized issues she needs to work on. Harper's family is filled with overachievers who desperately need therapy, herself included. (laughs) 
Her older sister Sloane is played by Alison Brie, who is the, like, quote, family sibling, and is, she's a mom. That's sort of, like, what she is slotted into yeah. by her parents. And she and her soon-to-be ex-husband have two kids and are running a small business after quitting their respective law jobs. Her younger sister's named Jane, played by Mary Holland, and she's the, quote, weird one. A.K.A. the best character in this movie. Yeah, she's really top tier. Because by weird, it means that she is an accomplished sci-fi writer and artist. <laughs> yeah. Her parents say several times that, quote, we gave up on Jane, which means they let her do her own thing. Yeah, so she's her most authentic self and therefore the happiest. <laughs> yeah, I think Harper is like a writer for uh, the Pittsburgh Gazette or something like that. Yeah. Her parents are played by Mary Steenberger and Victor Garber. Victor Garber, Victor, America's uh, gay dad. He's Canadian. <laughs> America's Canadian gay dad. I, that was one of my notes is that I just was like, Victor Garber's the best. Yeah, I love him so much. He should be in everything. Yeah. Victor Garber's character is running for mayor, and throughout the whole movie, they're going to and hosting holiday events promoting his campaign. Harper doesn't feel like she can come out to her parents yet because they've set such an unrealistic expectations about how their family is supposed to be perceived and be like picture perfect mm. and according to her being gay doesn't fit into her family plans yeah. which is tough so she's scared they'll reject her or that she'll hurt her dad's campaign that said <laughs> the whole movie is harper trying to appease her family and kind of putting abby second and also putting her in really terrible and awkward situations where she's meant to feel neglected or just straight up bad yes Correct. There's not like a chronological order to go through this movie. It's a rom-com, right? Yeah. But I'm going to just list off some of the things that happen. Harper does that, that is freaking toxic as hell. Right. Yeah. So right off the bat, on the car ride there, Harper tells Abby that she hasn't come out to her parents yet, which is new information. Yep. Because she had originally told Abby that she had come out the summer before. Yep. Abby also was planning on asking her parents for permission to propose to her. Out the window now. Right off the bat, Harper tells Abby not only is she not going to tell her parents until after Christmas, but Abby also has to pretend to be straight, which is big red flag right off the bat. <laughs> Would have turned the car around. Oh, God. So the first night they get there, they go to a country club for dinner, and Harper's mom invited Harper's high school boyfriend to try and rekindle their relationship. And Harper just, like, goes with it. So bad. Yeah, so it... Uh, uh, it's all so bad we'll we'll get into like uh, it's yeah <laughs> it plays it plays super uncomfortable but also super realistic you know yeah oh you know we <sighs> i especially but we as a unit don't love cringe uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. in television yeah we had to watch stop watching kim's convenience for a minute because we were just like ah this is too uncomfortable i've never seen the office because i can't handle it i get secondhand penna <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> and i have enough penna in my life and if you don't know what penna is google it we're a bilingual podcast this is the first you're hearing of it <laughs> Another night they go to a gala, a fundraiser for Victor Garber's mayoral campaign. They didn't really touch on this, but like he's not running for mayor of Pittsburgh. No, he's definitely They're not. running he's running for mayor of like a small town where he's already on the council. Yeah, but this is a rich small town. If I ran for mayor of our town, there'd be a gala over Christmas. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true. When they get there, Harper just goes off and ditches Abby to schmooze with the other donors and talk about, you know, the writing she's done and all this stuff. 
Abby just kind of gets left alone. But that's when she gets to meet Aubrey Plaza's character for the first time. Aubrey Plaza looking better than ever. Yeah, we'll come back to her in a little bit. Another thing that happens is Abby has to go to the mall to get a white elephant present for their white elephant game, which Harper also didn't tell her about. And then Harper doesn't go with Abby to the mall. Abby goes with Sloan and her two kids and ends up having to watch the two kids while Sloan goes off and does something else. Sloan being Harper's sister. Yeah, Sloan is Allison Brie. And then Sloan's kids put a necklace in her bag to make it look like Abby stole this necklace. But, like, everyone's super uptight about it, and Abby's like, I obviously didn't do this. And no one comes to her defense, including Harper. Harper's like, maybe it'd be best if you just didn't come tonight to this thing. And so she just ditches Abby to go to this party with her family. And just doesn't stand up for Abby's character. (laughs) Really? The last thing that I noted is Harper drags her out to a bar later that night after she didn't go to the party. And then when Abby wants to leave the bar, Harper stays out till 2 a.m. with her ex-boyfriend and doesn't tell Abby about it when she gets in. Yep. Which is just like, red flag. Absolutely terrible behavior. Yeah. We'll get into the final scene of the movie. Yes. Where this all culminates into uber toxicity. Briefly, I want to talk about Abby's side of the story. Okay. Because this movie is told from Kristen Stewart's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. She's the main character. Yeah. So Abby's side of the story, you know, aside from the trauma with Harper, is great. She is best friends with Dan Levy, who's been her lifeline during the movie and a sounding board for her frustrations. And Dan Levy's out here on some soundstage by himself, just (laughs) just picking up phone calls with Kristen Stewart. And the two of them have such great chemistry, despite only sharing like mere minutes of screen time together. Yeah. Dan Levy definitely is finishing his last season of like Schitt's Creek when this is filming. For sure. (laughs) It is kind of hilarious. Yeah. She also meets Aubrey Plaza's character, who we find out was Harper's first girlfriend. Harper also did what? Gaslit. (laughs) Yeah, not great. And they hang out during the movie when Harper blows her off a couple of times. They go to like a drag bar and Aubrey Plaza helps Abby figure out what to get for the white elephant game. At one point, Harper sees them and is jealous of them hanging out, but nothing really comes of that. But the movie culminates at Harper's family's Christmas party where a bunch of friends and family are there. Abby is fully ready to dip at this point and Dan Levy's character has come to pick her up. Sloane, Harper's sister, catches Harper and Abby kissing and is going to tell their parents because they've been terrible and fighting the entire time. And she and Harper start to like physically fight. And we also find out that Sloane and her husband are getting a divorce. This is not the reason they're getting a divorce, but the reason we find out they're getting a divorce is because her husband is just making out with, like, one of the campaign people in, in a closet at the Christmas party. So messy. You can, so you can tell it's going to be super uncomfortable people at the end. People are messy. Yeah, people people are very messy. People be out here being messy. Yeah. So Harper and Sloan rush out into the party, and Harper destroys the painting that Jane did for the White Elephant presents while they're fighting. And Harper tells everyone that Sloan is getting a divorce, and Sloan outs Harper as being a lesbian. And dating Abby. And then Harper denies it in front of everyone. And Abby's just like, all right, we're done. (laughs) And just walks out. And that should have been the end of the movie. Yeah. Jane also finally gets to stand up for herself because her parents and sisters have been treating her terribly the whole movie. Everyone is very upset. Dan Levy's character, after they leave, gives a speech to Abby about how hard coming out has to be for Harper because everyone's experience with it is different and scary. And her family seems super intense. Right. 
And Abby very badly says she wants to be with someone who's ready to be with her. Harper tracks them down and apologizes to Abby. And Abby agrees to come back with her for reasons. Despite just saying, I want to be with somebody who's ready to be with me. Right. But she goes back with Harper and then Harper talks to her family. And that's sort of the resolution. Everybody's kind of okay with it. Her parents realize that they've been pretty terrible parents. Yeah. And the family ends up getting better. Despite all of this drama and bad press, her dad still ends up winning the mayor's seat. Jane publishes a sci-fi novel to a ton of acclaim. The movie ends with her at like a book signing in a Barnes and Noble. And Harper and Abby end up staying together. Abby does propose to her, it seems like, because it flashes forward to a year later. Yes, and she's wearing a ring. She's wearing a ring. And uh, that's the movie. A lot happens in this in this rom-com. Yeah. It's a good movie. The performances are good. The plot is good. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to jump right into my notes. Oh, please. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm going to try and not get too much into our business and my business, generally speaking, when talking about this movie. Sure. And I'm going to put a couple of disclaimers. I am not queer, gay, I've never had that experience. Therefore, to each their own, this is a journey that I personally have not had to go through. Mm -hmm. So I have not been in Harper's shoes ever in my life. I cannot begin to imagine how complicated and difficult this is. And I'm sure for a lot of queer folks, this is very representative of what their experience was. Mm -hmm. And for a bunch of others, it is not. (sighs) With all that said, Yes. I deeply understand the family dynamics at play here Mm -hmm. from my own personal experience. And I've learned through talking about this with many friends, people on the internet, therapists, reading a book, seeing a movie, etc., that I have an extremely low bar for dealing with family toxicity. Right, yeah. (laughs) Because of my own personal dealings in the past. I would never ever ever put my significant other in the level of gaslighting uncertainty all of that shit that harper puts abby in yeah it's really bad it's really bad so bad and i'm going to talk about what i referenced in the beginning which is when i watched this movie in 2020 and when i watched this movie in 2022 i had some slight different reactions to harper when i watched it in 2020 i remember being very laden with guilt watching harper because dan levy's character says to abby well why are you gonna propose if you haven't even met her parents and i'm like all right listen maybe there's a good reason (laughs) for this Mm -hmm. because you know, maybe her family's hella toxic and maybe she's no contact. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who could be experiencing that kind of life? I don't know. But (laughs) at the same time, watching it in 2022, Mm -hmm. I'm like, girly pop, you are grown, Miss Harper. Yeah. You are a grown ass person. You are responsible for yourself and for either A, distancing yourself from your family or B, being straight up and honest about it, or see if you're not ready to do those things, don't bring other fucking people into your business. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I'll say too is that they never discuss anyone's ages in this movie, but all the actresses and actors in this movie are in their mid-30s. Yeah. There's no hint that like these are young couples. Exactly. If this was the kind of thing where they're 19, 20, Mm -hmm. they're in college, you know? Yeah. If it was she was bringing her home from college, that might be one thing. Yes. But this is like they live together in a city and both have full-time jobs. They're like solidly in their 30s. Yes. It's very difficult for me to 
accept the fact that they overcome this. Because <laughs> to me, it is indicative of a pretty bad pattern. And we are told of this pattern through Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. where Aubrey Plaza's character tells Abby, oh yeah, Harper and I were in love and together. And she fully threw me under the bus and like outed me and all of these like super terrible things. Right. So I wouldn't be able to forgive that. However, to move to lighter things, because this is a fun podcast where we talk about fun, fun things. Mm -hmm. This is a movie and there needs to be drama so that there can be hijinks. Sure. And it works. It works. It's funny. I also like that this isn't a gay drama film where only terrible things happen to queer people. There's several queer people in this. Aubrey Plaza's life seems great. She's like an accomplished doctor. Mm -hmm. Dan Levy is, I don't know if it's ever mentioned he's gay, but I assume so. You know, he's out here living his life. It it is because he's... tells her about his coming out story and how his dad kicked him out of the house. There's other queer people in this coexisting. There's like a queer community. They're not all just like everything's terrible, you know, and everything's awful, which is a problem with media and representation. Mm -hmm. So let's get into some fun things I like. Number one, very Americana on the East Coast, Mm. which we haven't had much of outside of New York. Yeah, that's true. Which I really enjoyed. I guess Pittsburgh's the East Coast. Ah, that's like... (laughs) (laughs) that's like ohio it's that rust belt area that's not really the i wouldn't say that pittsburgh is the east coast i don't think anybody would say pittsburgh yeah i guess that's true number two i recently went to pittsburgh had a great time pittsburgh's fucking dope more movies in pittsburgh please sure i loved pittsburgh i'd live in pittsburgh in a heartbeat i do love seeing aubrey plaza as a side character in things i have a love for aubrey plaza because i vaguely 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 look like her And I just also enjoy her in things. It's nice to see her. Period. Full stop. And overall, it's very, very funny. If you are someone who has difficult family dynamics, tread lightly, you know, because it's it's difficult. But I enjoyed seeing a family drama at Christmas that despite me never being in that situation, because I'm not queer and I would never put my partner in that situation, I could relate to. Yeah. In a way that I can't with A Christmas Vacation. Sure. A Christmas Vacation and that entire section of Americana is very difficult for me to connect with. So that was nice. Do I consider this a Christmas movie? Would I watch this to get me in the mood for Christmas? I don't know. If I had like a medley of films that I was streaming while I was like cleaning the house, I'd throw this on. Why not? Well, it's definitely a Christmas movie. Oh, 100%. But I mean, does it give me that like... Christmas like the holiday feeling. cheer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It depends on what kind of Christmas I'm having. Let's be honest. That's true. Who who has wronged me? <laughs> what did you think? So yeah, I think those are all really good points. My notes are, I really like this movie. I think it's a really enjoyable movie, even if there are parts that do make me want to claw my eyes out. <laughs> I think every good movie has a couple moments that make me want to claw my eyes out of how uncomfortable I am. Oh. Not every good movie, but it's a sign of a good movie. Yeah. There's a balance. You know, how many times and how often yeah. and for how long do I want to be clawing my eyes out? Yeah, true. I think this one hits that threshold really nicely. I agree with that. Deck the halls, the whole movie. Eyes are on the floor. But that's that way because it is bad. Yeah. Okay. Harper. Now, is Harper a bad girlfriend? Yes. Oh, the worst. Is she struggling to come out to her family and is definitely resorting to some ultra 
self-protection stuff that's rooted in her parents being super strict and toxic. Sure. Also, yes. Does that excuse how she's behaving towards her sisters, friends, and Abby? No. 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 Go to therapy. Go to therapy. Full stop. She shouldn't have asked Abby to come home with her in the first place. Right. She did at one point, right at the beginning, was like, after she'd asked her, she's like, hey, actually, maybe we don't do this. And Abby's like, no, I want to come. She's like, ha okay. Which I would have been like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean, ha okay? And then the other thing I wanted to bring up is Mary Holland, who plays Jane. Yes. Is incredible in this movie. She's, she's so good. She's so good. We It's kind of hard to get into, like, her whole dynamic talking about this movie. But, like, she's got a very interesting character yeah. as the youngest and most neglected of this super intense family. And she's just, she's really good in this. And Dan Levy and Aubrey Plaza are also incredible. Some of the best side characters in a movie. Yeah. And... Yeah, Victor Garber, so good in this. As he is in everything. So good in everything. Uh, For those of you trying to picture who Victor Garber is, if you don't know, he is the professor in Legally Blonde. Yeah. He was the Canadian prime, no, the Canadian ambassador in Argo. I love how that's where you remember Victor Garber. Well, no, I obviously remember him from Legally Blonde. I'm just trying to like pull from all He's also the the captain in Titanic. Yeah, he's the captain in Titanic, (laughs) and he's also... Moira's co-star in Shit's Creek. That's right. On the on the soap opera she's on. And anyway, those are my those are my those are my fun facts about Victor Garber. He's in Kung Fu Panda too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's those are my thoughts. I think it's a really good movie, and I really enjoy watching it, even if it makes me want to claw my eyes out at times. But I love that. I'm ready to get into some fun facts about this movie. It came out recently, so there's got to be some some interesting details around it. Yeah. So director Clea Duvall wrote the film as an autobiography. Mm. She has said that she wrote it so that she could see her own experiences play out on screen. Oh. So it's also the screenwriting debut of Mary Holland. Yes, Jane. Yeah, she is one of the, the screenwriters for this film. I love that. So this is considered like a pioneering holiday-themed rom-com centered around a same-sex couple, largely because it also features several LGBTQ actors, including Kristen Stewart, Dan Levy, Victor Garber, Aubrey Plaza. It is also the sophomore film from queer actress and director Clea Duvall. Hmm, Nice. Yeah. So the filming took place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and wrapped in February of 2020, right before the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza said on an episode of Colbert that at the end of production, at the end of February, she asked a man driving her to the airport if she should be worried about COVID-19. And he replied, that shit's been in Pittsburgh for a long time. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) She also broke the news that Kristen Stewart and several others on the set came down with it, but Aubrey Plaza did not. Aubrey Plaza out here. Candy Cane Lane, which is a place where they go to see Christmas lights at one point in the movie. In Pittsburgh. Yes. From the opening scene of the film is actually a real place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That sounds right. That sounds... I feel like a lot of cities have type places like that. Yeah. Well, we have one for Halloween that we're going to. So yeah. I'm pretty excited. That's in our neighborhood. The residents of the street agreed to keep their holiday displays up for a few weeks into January 2020 to accommodate the production. Fun. This movie was supposed to be distributed theatrically. Oh... But because of the pandemic, it didn't. But it did go out theatrically in Hong Kong and New Zealand. And it opened number one at the Australian box office. Oh, good. You know, because yeah, they mean, got I their shit together th- in Australia. Yeah, I could see this in a movie theater. But also, I think it works as a streaming movie as well. 100%. 
This is a the first holiday-themed movie by a major studio to have a score by a female composer. Wow. Hats off to female composers. The music is by Amy Doherty. Oh, nice. This is also a very heavily Canadian film because Mackenzie Davis, Harper, Dan Levy, John, and Victor Garber, Ted, are all Canadian. We love Canadians. Canadians love Christmas. Yes. The Oxwood, which is the gay bar where Abby and Riley... Riley is Aubrey Plaza's character. Mm -hmm. Have Drinks is a tribute to the Oxwood Inn, a lesbian bar in Los Angeles that closed in 2017. Oh. It was the last lesbian bar in Los Angeles at the time of its closing. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. How is LA, where are your your lesbian bars? What are you doing? What's going on? Can I do a fun fact just as an update to listeners of the pod? Sure. In our summer recap, we mentioned that I had auditioned for my, what I very negatively called a local glee club for middle-aged women (laughs) which is incorrect it is the forefront choral experience of northern virginia wow that sounds like somebody who got booked (laughs) (laughs) so i am a tenor one wow for the alexandria singers and i am currently what Rehearsing for the Christmas show. My life is Christmas, guys. It's all Christmas. All the time. I'll record so much of the concert and put it up no, on Instagram. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it all up on Instagram. <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, Dan is going to be a, a choir husband. That's uh Yeah. He's, you, you they've know, already tried to poach him, though, to be honest. And I vehemently refuse. <laughs> you know all those choir husbands you read about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read, I read an article about it on uh, Variety. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's the publication. Those are all my fun facts. I love it. Alrighty, folks. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas is happiest season for you, Dan? So, I'm going to give this movie nine ladies dancing. I was going to give it nine ladies dancing. All of the ladies are lesbians also. All ladies dancing. Also, I didn't know nine was ladies dancing. I was just going to go with nine. So, <laughs> what a quinky dink. This is ladies supporting ladies. Ladies supporting ladies. Except that doesn't happen a lot in this movie. Oh, Aubrey Plaza supporting ladies. Aubrey Plaza is, but none of the sisters are. That's true. That's Jane true. is. Jane's trying her best yeah. to support. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like this movie. And every time I wanted to claw my eyes out, it's just one point less. So I guess there were three times that I wanted to claw my eyes out. I really like it. We've watched it twice in the past two th- years. Two years. And I'll we'll probably watch it again at some point. I yeah. think it's I think it's a really good movie. It's definitely a christmas movie definitely a holiday movie as you mentioned it's it is indicative of a lot of like weird family dynamics that get brought up especially around holidays i feel like yeah as we've said three daughters is messy (laughs) (laughs) dan and i did have because we're just at that point in our lives where we're engaged and we're getting married and we're talking about our future kids or whatever we're like wow three daughters is a lot it's a lot that's a lot that's yeah. a lot. Of, don't get it twisted. I I pretty much only want daughters at this point. But like three? <sighs> it's a lot. Know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I agree with your nine ladies dancing. I was going to say the exact same thing. We don't usually hit the same number, so I'm no. surprised. It is 
really fun. It's a good movie. If you want to watch a rom-com that isn't like sickly sweet, you know, Mm -hmm. because sometimes maybe you have like a relationship with the holiday and you're like, I actually don't want to be sold to propaganda that Christmas is the greatest shit on earth. Yeah. This is a good movie for that. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually believe that. And I think it also is a good movie if you do love Christmas. So if you are in a relationship where one of you is a Grinch and one of you is like a a Christmas Carol, um, both of us are Christmas Carol in this scenario in our home this is a good one to watch i think it's great i also know that family dynamics and watching them can be really healing in some ways it can also be really triggering so tread lightly tread lightly but a good film a good script good performances had a great time me too thank you so much for listening we are only 65 days away from christmas and we hope to spread as much christmas spirit as possible so please Share this with your friends if they aren't already listening. Join us next week as we take a look back at our annual spooky episode, Krampus. Wow. It's going to be a wild time because I've seen this and you haven't, and I'm really excited to watch this with you. I hope it's gross. Krampus. Krampus. (laughs) Really hitting those peas into the microphone (laughs) without a pop filter. Krampus. And as we say every episode... Merry Christmas. Christmas.